0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: You're listening to Puma Podcast.
0: It happened August 21, 1983. Benigno Nino Aquino Jr. decided to come home, and he took a long and twisted way to get there. You can hear all about it in our Ninoy Aquino Spy thriller episode. In short, it was basically Mission Impossible, Philippine edition. Check out the episode and then come back. We'll wait. So there he was on the tarmac, sitting in a plane full of journalists, making jokes about how they better shoot him in the head because he was wearing a bulletproof vest. No one laughed. Everyone knew the gravity of the situation, especially Ninoy. But now, years later… Bits and pieces of the story have been forgotten and fallen into disrepair. Our new mission is to keep people from forgetting. Because coming back was an act of courage. And courage is catching. Welcome to WhatsApp, Aaling Panlipunan Rebooted, a podcast that looks at Philippine history with fresh eyes. I'm Sab Schnabel, a historian and a comedian who has worked for Carlos Sildran, the National Museum of the Philippines, and the Guggenheim in Venice. And I love interactive exhibits. Give me a costume to wear or recreation of a galleon so I can see what it was like any day. And I'm Siege Tentengo, reporter and history nerd. And I believe touching and seeing bits of our history can help drive the point home that this is real. This really happened. And what happened is one of the most famous moments in our history. But before we go into it, what was the world like in 1983? 1983 was 40 years ago. Yep, if you think 40 years ago was the 60s, think again. 1983 was the year of the Return of the Jedi from the original Star Wars trilogy. The second best trilogy, in my opinion, after The Lord of the Rings Sally Ride, the astronaut and physicist, became the first American woman in space The third woman after Russian cosmonauts Valentina Tereshkova in 1963 and Svetlana Savitskaya in 1982 The 1980s were the tail end of the Cold War, the sneaky war between democracy and communism And the Philippines' prime location was important to keep America friendly so, while Marcos was not exactly the paragon of democracy, Reagan danced with this dictator to keep him from succumbing to the communist threat.
1: A high official of the government asked me, endorse mo lamang ang New Society
2: Ninoy, ayos na, ilalabas na kita.
1: When I refused, they advised me, sumulat ka lang kay Marcos, as for his forgiveness. O, ano naman ka akong kasalanan ko, ay eh, siya nagkasala sa bayan. bakit akong hihingi
0: nagtawad? In 1983, we had been under martial law for a decade, and Ninoy had been in the U.S. for three years, and he was ready to come home. His trip was harrowing and eventful, but thanks to fake passports and a friendly immigration officer really listened to the episode, it's twisty and worth it. Anyway, finally, Ninoy made it to the Philippines.
2: We have to be
1: very ready. With your hand camera, because this action can become very fast. In a matter of uh, three, four minutes, it could be all over, you know. And (laughs) I may not be able to talk to you again after this.
0: Only to be gunned down on the steps before he reached the ground. If you watch the Sandra Burton footage, you'll see it took less than 15 seconds for everything to go down. Three ABSCOM officials, that's the armed forces of the Philippines Aviation Security Command, boarded the plane and escorted Ninoy out. He was shot shortly after and never reached the bottom of the stairs. His body was then dumped in the van. And to this day, no one is sure if he was still alive or already dead. We all know the picture. We have seen Ninoy in that brilliant white suit. Behind him, Rolando Galman, his supposed assassin, is also visible. And clearly in the background, you can see a dark shape of a van with the word ABSICOM printed on it. AVSICOM short for Aviation Security Command. It's mentioned by newspapers in passing in their articles about the incident. His body was retrieved from the van and the rest is history. Ninoy Aquino's body was marched through the streets so people could pay their respects. They came out in the millions. It was one of the most attended funerals in history. It was the spark that ignited the Filipino people
2: and inspired us to overthrow a dictator.
0: And that's where our Ninoy Aquino spy thriller episode ended. But what about that van? With all the upheaval and change going on, what happened to the van that whisked away Ninoy's body? The van didn't start out as an iconic piece of history. It was an armored van, one of two of its kind, that was specially designed for the Aviation Security Command. There were a few special features and the van was heavily armored. But it was launched into history that fateful day when it became Ninoy's burial shroud. Here's someone who has followed the van's story for decades.
1: I'm uh, Carmelo Crisanto. They call me Chuck. I'm the executive director of the Human Rights Violations Victims Memorial Commission.
0: Or more commonly known as MEMCOM.
1: Our mandate is to build the Freedom Memorial Museum according to Republic Act 10368 and to present the lessons and the learnings of the martial law period to as many of our school children and of the Filipinos in general.
0: It's his job to make sure that we hashtag never forget. We interviewed him in August 2022. But don't worry, we got in touch with Memcom recently to get more updated info. Here, Sir Chuck is talking about the last time the van was featured in an exhibit. After
1: Ninoy died, The last exhibition of that was in 1984. After that, nawala, and it was in a junkyard. There was one military officer who was nearing his retirement, knew the importance of that, and spent money. And he said, when I retire, I'll spend some of my pension to restore it. In fact, he spent for it already, just buying it in an auction from the junkyard. Unfortunately, he got cancer. So all of his money was spent on, on his health. And the story goes as he was going to die, told his wife, sorry, ito lang mo papaman ako pa Of course, the wife, the junk! And it stayed there, you know, junk land Until he had only one line in his last will. Hopefully, you'll find someone who will take care of this.
0: For years, the van was abused, fell into disrepair, and got vandalized. People even used it for target practice. You can still see the holes from the bullets. But thankfully, it was found.
1: The obstacle van was shrouded and parked on the driveway of the NHCP. And then I told the uh, NHCP chair, what will you do with this van? Over building a presidential car museum in uh, Queso Memorial Circle. F.E.R.'s Mercedes-Benz is there, uh, the bulletproof. I argued, sir, Ninoy was never president. Na lang yan.
0: <laughs> and he was going to make it the centerpiece of a new museum: a museum to memorialize martial law and those who fought against it. But the van was in bad shape. So Sir Chuck has been working on restoring it properly with the help of some trusted experts from the University of the Philippines. There are still some repairs to be done on the van as of this episode.
1: Unfortunately, the welder fell ill and uh, cannot see very well, so he, he cannot do it. So I'm in search of another contractor who is used to restoring armored vehicles.
0: At some point. We realized there was no way a van like that was stashed somewhere in this office. We began to wonder, where was the van? (laughs) (laughs) So, we had a bit of a Jason Bourne moment ourselves. With all this subterfuge, the van was left at an undisclosed location, covered by the most advanced technology available. Just kidding, it was a tarp. But it was one heavy, durable, suitably waterproof tarp. (laughs)
1: From the NHCP uh, They understood it's uh, something that carried the remains Of uh, one of our heroes So they knew the importance The historical importance of that
0: We went with them to a secret location We want to tell you where But it's best we don't and there it was. The actual Absecom van, if a little worse for wear. The van is bigger than it looks in pictures, which is weird because it's normally the other way around. It's covered in dust and debris and graffiti, and it no longer runs. But this is how they transported Nino's body away from the scene of the crime. This van that we were standing in.
1: We're right here now with uh, some of uh, very young people inside the van where Ninoy Aquino, Senator Ninoy Aquino's remains were dumped after he was assassinated at the tarmac. Minutes after he fell, maybe not minutes, I think it's less than a minute, he was dumped here, face down. That's why in many of the footages where, where his uh, body was laid in the wake, his mother did not want uh, any mortician to touch up on the face of her son nor to have a glass covering and so that he was laid in state in how she discovered him with the, with the blood oozing on his, uh, on his jacket.
0: Ninoy's mother, Aurora Aquino, claimed his body while Cory was still in Boston. Aurora didn't want Ninoy's injuries to be covered up so the people could see what was done to him
1: hopefully this van will be restored in a manner by which school children can visit can touch the van and see where the start of the edsa revolution or the people power revolution came from at that fateful day on august 21 1983.
2: of the Absecom van. Uh, in terms of the height, it is yeah. less than 6 feet tall. I'm 5'2". I'm I would say this is only the roof right now. It's partially collapsed. And the roof of the van right now is about 5 feet, 6 inches high where I'm standing. Um, it wasn't originally like that, but it's cave in the young uh, bahagi the ceiling we namin ngayon uh, sister na nakakuup sa isang desk kung saan siguro umuko ang mga dating ano puso mga security person saan yeah. kaya where are we speculating na kineblaisi here we're here. standing where you're sitting right
0: there
1: because he was dumped here eh.
0: he wasn't like brought in delicately he was yeah, just, just dumped
1: <laughs> so here mm-hmm. space must be have been here it's not a tall person you know?
2: For our listeners. No, this is not a comfortable van. There are no proper seats, no cushions, no comforts. It, it, it's the only thing really that you can sit on is a box. Na provision kung saan dumadaan yung gulong sa um, It's very thin. Yeah, the floor is hard and the sides of the,
0: the truck really feel like a building. They
2: Very fortified.
0: Like, this is not meant for a luxury, obviously it's not a luxury vehicle, obviously this is a utilitarian vehicle.
1: For me, it's an assault vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a delivery truck. Anything that has an armored uh, anti-armor piercing It's an assault vehicle uh, given to the Aviation Security Command. Perhaps they were having these types of vans for anti-terrorist operations in the airport. So that would mean something in terms of advanced security planning. Except that it was used for (laughs) not security, not security. But to secure the remains of a senator. And
2: the fall guy.
1: And the fall guy. No, the gunman was left when this rushed out. The body of the gunman still lay on the tarmac.
0: It was so hard to believe we were just standing there where history was made, and it became even clearer what his last moments were possibly like.
1: Ito siguro yung uh, kung saan yung gulong eh. So siguro sila uh, Makita sa van may mga butas, so yan ang ng baril. Tapos yung unang nakita ko to, maraming uh, ano-ano nung graffiti dito. Uh, isang na graffiti 'yung isang picture ng mukhang titi eh.
2: May mga counting outlines pa po ng letters. Ah, uh, yan po yung painted over niyo or really?
1: Tama ka. Yeah, uh, na dinaanan ko lang ng isang pasadang uh, ng pintura. Pero maaari nagpo pa nung no, ano yung mga na may man, nakalagay dyan dahil ayan, uh, kill kill yan eh.
2: Mas maski yun, meron uh, sa windshield
1: yan, makita mo, pok pok. Ah, ano? The van which carried the remains of the fallen senator which sparked the awakening of the Filipino people. This carriage was uh, Heavily disrespected. Yes, Paul. And the disrespect was to use it as target practice. There must have been some drinking sessions here. When it was pulled, they told me there was even a dead
0: guy. So here is a piece of our history, an actual artifact, and we let it fall into disrepair. If you think about it, there are other vehicles from the 80s that regular people are still driving today. In a way, we failed our hero by letting a piece of his story be forgotten. It's time we do better. And we can start by patronizing our museums and learning more about the artifacts in them. What was your feeling when you saw this the first time, like when you got to see it, when you realized, oh my God, that's the van. What (laughs) what was it like?
1: I just said what you said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even Sir Chuck was a little starstruck by the van. It really is seeing a piece of history in real life. A piece of history you can touch and feel and walk into. And he's committed to doing right by it. The plan is to restore it as much as we can, while also preserving some of the history the van has witnessed since it's brush with fame. It's a testament to what might still be out there. Maybe a little worse for wear, but it could still be revived and restored and tell us about who we are. The van is being positioned to be the centerpiece of an experiential exhibit at the upcoming Freedom Memorial Museum. It's going to be built in the UP Diliman campus, but because it's still in its planning stages, there's nothing to visit yet. Hopefully, it'll be up and running soon. But we have to remember that this current sitting president has a vested interest in forgetting martial law history.
1: I do recognize that the sitting president has the supermajority in both houses. And if they change the law, that would be the will of Congress, and uh, that would be a Republic Act. If they change the law, then the nature of what I'm doing may change as well. But these laws can have certain signals from the President himself. If he would be gracious enough to give me five minutes of his time, So that I can say, sir, this is uh, my position, this is what I'm doing, this is the law, and this is what we're we're about to do. I hope, and this is my optimism, he would be able to say in a gesture of magnanimity that uh, the sins of my father are not my own. And I I want to say this, that there will be no gross human rights violations under my watch. Uh, And for me, that would be... Sufficient. Sufficient uh, as a policy statement from his point of view.
0: Again, it's been a few months since this interview. As of this writing, the good news is that Memcom received its Maintenance and Other Operating Expenses, or MOOE, for 2023. Which means that the Commission can keep going. Still, there are other hurdles they have to overcome. Brace yourselves. This will be a bit technical. The budget for building the museum is separate from the MOOE and put under a trust fund in the National Treasury to be released as trust receipts. This makes sure the money will be properly used and documented, but it makes it a little harder to request and release. And to request the funds, MEMCOM needs to present their plans to the Board of Trustees. Thing is, the cost of building materials has also been affected by the financial crisis. The commission has then had to adjust some of its plans for the museum to keep costs down. And of course, they still have to get these changes approved. And there are many stakeholders who have to be kept up to speed on these developments. But once everything is in place, the museum will have all sorts of exhibits and house many of the martial law martyrs' memories. Visitors will get to interact with the van, just like we did, and physically experience the space where Ninoy died.
1: Um, that's from 1983 from... to 2018, that's mm-hmm. how many years? Mm-hmm. Oh, more than 35 years, the lost van.
0: The van will finally get the attention and recognition it deserves.
2: My feeling is we all have to die sometime. Now,
1: if it's my fate to die by an assassin's bullet, so be it. But I cannot be petrified by
2: inaction or fear of assassination.
0: As you know by now, the assassination of Ninoy was the final straw. It was the moment that galvanized the Filipino people. We need to do more than just remember it. We need to relive it, recreate it, so we can remember who we are and what we did. We overthrew a dictator and installed our own democratically elected president. We did that. And it was an incredible act of courage to come back here. But Ninoy did it for us. Even in death, he accomplished his mission impossible, but there's always another mission to complete, and this time, it's our turn. You might be wondering, what's so important about the dilapidated old van? Why are we all working so hard to bring it back to life? With all this misinformation flying about, these concrete bits of history make a huge difference. This van was there. It was part of the story. It's in every photograph of the scene. In his plans for the martial Law Museum, Sir Chuck wants to recreate the experience of Ninoy's last moments.
1: Yes, so I've also tried to look for certain parts of China Airlines uh, in the yard. There's a graveyard for China Airlines also abroad. If I can just get one seat or something, if I can get it from the same plane, I'd be very, very happy to do the same thing. And then so it's very recreate, as you saw it, with the video. And when they look out of the portholes, they will see the man. That's the vision of the presentation of this.
0: And why? Because when you really dig into Ninoy's life, he becomes a more interesting figure, more than a martyr. He was a person, but seeing how he faced the danger to prove to the Filipinos that they were worth it. It was a special moment to Sir uh,
1: Prior to Ninoy Aquino's arrival, uh, the head of the opposition was Doy Laurel.
0: Salvador, or Doy Laurel, was a senator during the early days of Marcos' presidency, who later opposed martial law, ran alongside Cory in the 1986 snap elections, then served as vice president after the revolution.
1: Doyle Rel called me personally, and I, I brought in one of my friends uh, thinking we were the THE student leaders of UP Diliman, or at least someone he could talk to. Mm-hmm. So he said, Nino is arriving, and uh, we'd like to have a welcome, and this, this and that. Can you get five, 1,000 students uh, from UP to welcome him? I said, Sir, I, 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 will, I will see. Oh my God, Nino was never our hero. Nino for me fled the country during the fight. And my analysis then was he was just returning because Marcus was sick and was dying and wanted to be relevant. A week after he was assassinated, one of my friends was able to smuggle the actual video of Ken of the Japanese who was able to take that photo. He said, Chunk, let's watch this. Just came in. And we were watching it in fear that anyone in possession of that tape would be caught. After I watched it, I was transformed. Because while I knew Ninoy was an astute politician, had been staying there for seven years in solitary confinement, was sent to Boston, was visited by Imelda, was on a talk around the the US talking about Marcos. When I saw that he was Held by the military officers to be brought down, I could see his face changed. Nawala na yung laughter niya, nawala na yung yabang niya, and there was fear. And yet, despite the fear I saw in his face, he stood up and walked willingly. I was transformed by that. And sabi ko, that takes courage. I forgave him for that sterling moment. When he stood up. (laughs) Uh, A week after that, after I saw that, uh, blackout no media was reporting what happened. Oh, there was a gunman who killed No one knew what really happened, because he censored. So I came out with a I made wall news as big as wall, And then I plastered it in the in the university. This is what happened, because this is the actual video. No one had done. Very, very few had seen the video yet. And that galvanized already. The student movement.
0: For many people, this was Ninoy's finest hour, the moment that he proved himself to be a hero. It was his resolve that showed us that we were worth it. We were worth facing down his own death. And this van is a testament to his sacrifice.
1: I love uh, animals, and in the Museum of Natural History, they have a dinosaur egg, a real dinosaur egg. And the dinosaur egg is enclosed in a glass, but there's a hole on top. You can put your finger and touch the dinosaur egg. That was so thrilling to me. And this is what the, uh, some curators are telling us. You know, all of this video, all of this technology changes. AR, VR—they change your appreciation for visuals. Okay, we started with black and white. Later on, may HD. Later on, may OLED. Na, so, but nothing can replace an artifact because that artifact will speak to that person, like my finger on that dinosaur egg. If I get the kids hold the side of the Absalom band, I think it will be something that may change them.
0: It's important that we remember those times and these places, because as much as they try to make us forget, we have these concrete pieces that show us that it did happen. There have been attempts to erase history by renaming the Ninoy Aquino International Airport. And it could very well still happen. But there are other pieces of history that are just as important. Ones that we also need to protect. With this van, this hard solid proof to complete the picture, we can ensure that the truth doesn't fade away.
1: When I picked stuff, it's your age. Because my age, I only represent uh, 4% of the population, 60 to 65. I mean nothing. You know how to speak to your people, or to your age. And that's why I have a young, young, young set of uh, officers working for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: gave them a mission, your mission. You choose to accept it. Is mission
0: <laughs> so, here's the mission we have to remember what happened in the past and fight the spread of misinformation now and in the future. Do you choose to accept it? Now it's time for Quanta Corner or a piece of the story that we really like. All this talk of the ABSICOM van, you might be wondering how it gets from place to place since it can't be driven. Well, it's so big and bulky that you basically need specialized equipment and a crane to move it. And technically, it's a loner van. It doesn't really belong to Memcong. However, Sir Chuck has a plan.
1: I put the ABSICOM van on the second floor, so I'd have to lift it by a crane put it on the second floor and then seal the property. So anytime they want to get it. You
0: can get it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's using the band's heft against it. After all, once it's the centerpiece of the museum, who can take it away? As far as Sir Chuck is concerned, they can come and get it whenever they want. They just have to find a way to move it. Good luck to them. Hopefully, it will stay on the second floor of the Martial Law Museum, standing as a testament to what happened and proof that it really happened. And maybe it'll inspire a little courage in each of us to face our fears and to show up where we're needed. Just like Ninoi did. Class dismissed. Subscribe to WhatsApp, our link panlipunan rebooted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. While you're at it, listen to our previous Martial Law episodes, Voices of Martial Law, where we talked to martial law survivors and learned about other important facts about martial law. And of course, our episode, The Ninoy Aquino Spy Thriller, which is about the full story of how Ninoy Aquino came home from exile and the people who helped him on the way. This episode wouldn't exist without it. How are you keeping the story of martial law alive? Tell us all about it. Tag us on Twitter at History Rebooted, on Facebook.com slash History Rebooted and on Instagram at History.Rebooted. Once again, I'm Siege Tantenko, Puma Podcast. I'm on social media at Siege the Day, C-E-E-J the Day, because I think you should seize the day. And I'm Zab Schnabel, Puma Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Sabrina Schnabel, that's S C H N A B E L. Rhymes with Fable. This episode of WhatsApp, Araling Panlipunan Rebooted, was produced by Nina Turalba and edited by Joe Salcedo. Art by Trix Casilian.